Look out, man. It's season two, episode nine, here on the Recruiter's Corner. On this episode, we're going to try to take some time and answer some of those questions that have been coming in from the corner crew, wanting to know about the Air Force lifestyle and what their future holds. Coming at you straight from the tap. Hello, 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 hello. How's everybody doing out there today? This is Master Sergeant Timothy Gallagher. And Technical Sergeant Bradley Byers. And this is The Recruiter's Corner. Hello! Tuesday night and we're back at it. How you doing, baby? I am great. Thank you very much. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I feel... uh, Raring, ready to go. We're on the air, and that's always when I get a little pumped up and ready for the next. You know, let's get to the next level. No, I, I think you're there, my man. I think you are oh. at the next level. I, I feel like I need to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better go get your robust and get yourself caffeinated because oh. we need to get to where we gotta be. <laughs> no, I mean I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. It seems. Let's see. It's Tuesday night. The week just started. Been pretty busy. Been pretty busy overall, but you know, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to ship people out, get people, you know, off to basic training and get people moving. So it's, uh, it's been a hustle. Yeah. Well, you know, Tuesdays are, you know, I'm actually kind of surprised that we have been, been doing this on Tuesday nights for so long, given the fact that Tuesdays are Air Force ship days, you know what I mean? And those can be mm-hmm. rather crazy sometimes <laughs> they could go sideways real quick and derail <laughs> so fast right? but it's nice when they when they go smooth man and you just uh you know everything goes according to plan then it, it makes for a very nice tuesday and uh <laughs> but yes in, in a bam in a snap things could uh go wrong when you start getting those phone calls oh absolutely oh uh, man oh no what happened well my uh, is my guy going oh boy did you have uh, did you have shippers today? Uh, my office did. I didn't personally. My office mm-hmm. partner did though. Cool. I had one. So, but okay. No. Cool. Yeah. Good so. deal. I was like, because I, I do the uh, Instagram. I send out the shippers every week. I, you know, I'll post who's shipping out of the office. So I like, I like putting those out there. Put it out and, there on the gram. Yeah, you know, get on the Insta. On the Insta, give us the logo. Give us the lingo, man. The gram. <laughs> The face grams and the, the Insta snaps and all the things. The I don't snappy, know. Snappy books. <laughs> and you know what? We're on all of them. So so by, by the way, somebody hit me up the other day and they said, hey, Sergeant Byers, um, I can't find you guys on the Snapchat. <laughs> and I was just, I was just laughing because I'm like, ah, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anyone else any crew members that have been out there trying to maybe find us on snapchat all right we're not there <laughs> i just been saying it because it's been part of my sign off at the end we are on facebook we are on instagram we are on you know spotify and all these places but the snapchat we're not there and um we have to get there and we will <laughs> oh yeah what? I didn't. I can't believe we didn't talk about this pre-show. Um, we got a so we we plugged it at the end of last week's episode. 
but we got to tell them more about the Recruiters Corner Facebook group. Facebook group. Yes, indeed. Listen, we went ahead and created a Facebook group. It's the Recruiters Corner. We already got a bunch of members, and we are ready to, if you um, request, we're ready to accept and invite so, you in. Get part of it. This could be our own little grouping. And we posted episodes out there, a couple pictures here and there. And, um, you know, like it's the recruiter's corner. Um, and it's the place on Facebook to come get your information straight from the tap. Oh, straight from the tap. <laughs> <laughs> and that's part of some of the people love the most. It's just a base, just a base, the place to get the stuff from. The tap. Yep. The tap. I love it. I've said, we were talking about that earlier. It's from some of the comments that yep. <laughs> people have left us. And um, yeah, man, it's pretty cool that this is catching on and people are enjoying what we got going on for them and what we're providing. You know, absolutely, man. But like, yeah, if I'm correct, you go to Facebook and if you just, you, I think you got to go into the groups, right? It's a groups tab and then put it in the recruiter's corner and it, it should come up or yeah, can you just search it? I, I think, think you just, I think you just search it. Yeah. Just search there you it. go. See Facebook and that's all get out there and do the Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but you join know, us. Exactly. Come be a part of the corner crew officially on the Facebook. Yeah. I, I'm kind of thinking maybe we, do we need to expand to the gram? I mean, I'm not very gram savvy, but I mean, we could, I'll do it. I'm Grammy. I, I do the gram. I do the gram more. Um, and then I do the, I, and we were talking about earlier, you know, between personal and professional stuff. Like that. I think that I do more personal stuff on Facebook than I do the, but I do more of the professional stuff because I push out the uh, episodes on our Instagram pages. We have two oh. of them for our offices. We have Central Valley and we got the Visalia one. So I'll push the episodes out on there. And um, I mean, the, hey, don't don't sleep on the gram. Don't sleep on the don't sleep on the grams. I've I've been sleeping on the grams for far too long. I, I will get on board with this uh, you know, this century here and get on the grams. <laughs> there you go, round the corner, man. <laughs> All right, what do we got for him today, Tim? What we got for him, you know, we wanted to sit here and just really touch base on some things that, you know, have come our way. You know, we're getting comments, we're getting, uh, we're getting requests, we're getting questions thrown our way. So we thought maybe, hey, let's uh, maybe try to uh, answer some things that people have thrown out there. And a lot of it's about lifestyle stuff. You know, yeah. a lot of it's about things once you get in, once you get to your first base. And we'll just go ahead and try to, uh, you know, inform and we're going to try to entertain and we're going to try to do the best that we can do of uh hitting you know taking care of people's uh curiosities exactly by the way um one of the questions i got was hey sergeant byers is the uh <laughs> is y'all's little bit about informing and entertaining is that a, a pinky in the brain reference <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes in fact it is <laughs> so well you've just won you've just won a prize <laughs> because it certainly certainly is nice i thought it was good on yeah yeah good on them and i like the fact also that we're you know we are helping out um because we see a lot or a lot of the comments and things that are coming in are coming from um parents too that are listening and wanting to go be on this journey with their child and that they're all you know getting the right stuff and getting prepared the right way. So that's pretty cool seeing it all coming in from different areas. Yep. I like it. Yep. 
I like it. Um, I mean, we could just start going ahead and just trying to answer a few, answer a few things and just go from there. We'll just see where we'll see where the day takes us. Ooh, there we go. All right. So let's just start with maybe basic lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, overall, I guess day in, day out, right? You show up at your first duty station. We're, we'll skip BMT. We'll skip tech school, right? Because we've talked about BMT and tech school. Um, mm-hmm. You know, your primary duties are BMT and tech school at that point, you know? So let's skip ahead to your first duty station. When you show up there, like, what is, what's your normal lifestyle, man? Like, what, what can you expect? Well, when you, I mean, when you first get there, something that, all right, I'm going to, I'll continue on that, but then I'm going to jump back uh, on something as well. But all right. What can you expect? You're going to get to the base, right? You're going to show up. And now I guess I can. You might be with your sponsor. That's what I wanted to talk about. Oh, sponsor. All right. You want. All right. So you're going to have a sponsor. All right. You should have an individual that is going to be making contact with you in tech school. And they are going to be the one that's giving you the the information you need for the gaining base that you're going to. Mm -hmm. All right. They should be able to help you out with flights, help you out with things around the local area. They're going to show you um, if you are uh, married and you are going to be moving off base, they should be able to provide you with things, you know, maybe the cool realtors around the area, Mm -hmm. stuff like that, where you can start talking to them. So your sponsor should be your main point of contact and the individual that's going to be setting you up for success when you get to your first base. Um, all right. I'm not going to go ahead and say hundred percent that every sponsor is is the, is the best. I'm not. I have, there are people out there that have had bad sponsors. Mm -hmm. They are. So get a phone number, get, uh, get on the Googles, find out what unit you're going to, what squadron, get, uh, and find out where you're going to be heading to. Um, Even it should say on your orders, you know, Mm -hmm. you know where you should, we're going to be going, find out the information. So if your sponsor, the person who is supposed to be taking care of you and getting you prepped and informed is not, um, doing what they're really supposed to or doing the best job, listen, reach out to somebody else, all right? And they will get you hooked up. It's when you don't ask the questions, it's when you don't reach out that you are just clueless and walking around like, oh, I don't know what I'm, what's going on. And you just show up at the airport at your new place mm-hmm. or you drive up to the gate and then you're like, okay, I'm here. Now <laughs> <laughs> <Yep. laughs> what do I do? Exactly. <laughs> Uh, cause I'll be honest with you, man, military bases are not the easiest place to get around when you're not familiar with a military base, when you're not familiar with them. Right. Not at all. I was uh, laughing and talking to somebody the other day because I still do it. When I go and like uh, first time I went to Travis, first I went down to Edwards, really yeah. any base I ever go to the first I asked the guard, I'm like, where's the commissary? <laughs> where's, where's the, which way the commissary and then, and then lodging and, Dude, there's signs everywhere. <laughs> oh, but there are. If you're not, what well, you should know what to look for. But if you're not familiar with it, then you don't know to look for it. So <laughs> once you get past the front gate, there's going to be signs telling you that lodging is this way, the BX is this way, commissaries this way, or they're all the same way. That's and true. follow the arrows. So they're <laughs> the, the the funny thing is like the obscure places that you got to go sometimes. You know what I mean? Like the not the mainstays like those, you know, like you got to go to, I don't know, somewhere to get your, uh, you know, your government license to go be able to drive the govies, you know, on the base, you know, and they're like, yeah, you got to go uh-huh. to this building. You're like, well, w- you know, wh- what building is that? They're like, oh, 502. You're like, well, where's 502? 
Like, oh, it's between building, it's, over- <laughs> it's, it's between building 37 and 3,806. And you're like, right. What? <laughs> How does that make any sense? Like, well, I don't it is know. so true. In every in every building on the base is the same. It's the same color. Brown. They're all the same yep. color. <laughs> like it's, it's zero identifying. So it, it you should get a good sponsor. Trust me, I I went down that road where I had a horrible sponsor. I believe I told this story on one of the earlier episodes when I PCS to Germany had an awful uh-huh. sponsor. <laughs> well, actually, it was it was it was way even more it was way more than that. But um, yeah, it was not really set up for success. But yes, your sponsor should be helping you out to uh, get you set up at least temporarily on the base, right? So even if you're PCSing with a family, you'll typically, unless you've done stuff ahead of time to purchase a house before you ever even got there, chances are you're going to go live in TLF, right? Temporary living facilities, right? That's what it stands for, I do believe. Temporary living facilities. Um, yeah, temporary lodging. Yeah, temporary lodging facility, maybe. Um, yeah. And your recruiter, or not recruiter, but your sponsor should be helping you out with setting that stuff up at your first duty station. Or if you're a single airman, right, living in the dorms, they're going to get you set up with a dorm room so that the first night that you're there, bam, dorm room, right? You have a place to go and all that stuff, and you're not just kind of trying to figure it out. They also should be helping you to get around and, and process the base and just kind of showing you the ropes, all that kind of mm-hmm. good stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So there's there's so there's that. So you get to your first place, moment you it's a wonderful day. You have a beautiful sponsor. They're sitting there, they get you, they have you um starting to get set up with place with things. Uh you'll go to whatever you'll go to the dorm management um and figure out where you're staying. They've already may have the key for you, but I mean you gotta go there, you have to sign some paperwork and all that, get your key. Um, but then you're gonna get yourself set up in the dorm. All right. Uh and that's gonna be your room. Okay, so that you're going to be sitting in the dorm. Now uh, we get some questions. How long is it going to take before I can leave the base? Well, if you wanted to, you can leave the dorm right as soon as you get in there. You <laughs> can decide to go ahead and leave. You are you have free access to go on and off base yep. at at your first assigned your first assignment, your duty station. Now, you're not to- it's not like tech school where you're you know you're yeah. Exactly. Now, just to clarify, there, which when we say leave the dorms, we don't mean move out of the dorms. We mean just like just leave. Oh no! Leave yeah, subway, go to yeah. sub. Yeah, you can go to you can go to the subway that's not on base. You can go to the one that's right outside the gate. You can, you can go there. You can go to the um. You can go to the McDonald's right outside the gate because we have the Burger King on base. It's very true. <laughs> the so, king. the king is there. Uh, so you can go ahead and leave. It's mm-hmm. okay, and you can um. Uh, come come and go as you please. So a lot of people are curious about that. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, man, how long is it going to take? Um, so you are living your life. All yes. right, you're starting, you're living your life. That is where you're staying. That is where you're going to lay your head and rest. And you can go on and off base. So it's it's really honestly not altogether different than having a, a normal job in the civilian world. You know what I mean? Like you just, you just happen to, if you're a single airman, right? Uh, you happen to live on and work on the base, right? For the first X amount of time, right? We've talked about all the living off base stuff. Um, but you're free to come and go as you please. You're going to work your, your duty day and then you're going to go home when you're released from your shop. And, you know, it's it's yeah. pretty it's pretty normal. Uh, there's really nothing too crazy about it. I, I've been asked um, here recently, like, hey, how since since the bases are so big, they're like, how does the airman get around? 
You know, like, are they, is there public transportation on the base? Do they get a bike and bike around the base? Can they have a car, whatever? And uh, now to my knowledge, transport transportation around the base doesn't, it's not as big as it used to be. I know that they used to have it in training bases. They might still now, uh, as far as bus routes and stuff like that. I don't know too many bus routes on regular bases, at least none that, that I've been to, but I could be wrong. Nothing that I re- yeah, nothing that I remember, but there could be some of these even bigger ones that they maybe haven't been on that do that do provide that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know, but definitely my training schools, uh, you know, Fort Meade over there, they had they had the transportation. Um at Lackland. They they transportation at Lackland? Don't yeah, they have, they, they have a little it, shuttle or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Lackland has one, and Shepard had one whenever I was there eons ago. But um, right. I'm pretty sure they still do. Most, like I said, most training bases do have one because uh, airmen aren't allowed to have uh, cars in training. You know what I mean? Like so. Yeah. So I mean, how you getting around if you have the car? Cool. You're lucky. You could drive your car and go, go wherever you need to on base. Mm-hmm. One of the best things to do is if you do have a car and you first get there, go explore the base. Mm-hmm. Explore the base. Find out where everything is. You know, because then. <laughs> You might run across building 502 when you're just driving around <laughs> taking things in. And then when someone's like, oh, yeah, no, I know where that is. And you can become the subject matter expert on that hidden building on base. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, man, I'll tell you how surprised I was. Uh, it started in Germany when um, they were – and it moved over even on the Moody. I don't know how many times I would decide just to go take a walk or I'd walk because I lived on base at mm-hmm. my last time, the last two years. And I decided I was going to walk to work. And I'll tell you what, uh, on that commute, if, you know, of course, if it was snowing or raining, I'd take, I'd, I'd, I would uh, drive. But on that commute, I don't know how many times someone stopped, pulled over. Yo, yo, we need a ride. Where are you going? Don't even know you. Complete stranger. It's just another wingman pulling, coming over and, and boom, give him a ride. And then I would do the same thing. You know, it just became the culture of the news. So you could just get around if you're walking uh, very well po- possible. Someone going that way is going to say, you're going to the commissary. Okay, well, pop in. I'll, I'll take you there. Yep. You know, it happens and, all the time. Um, yeah. I know I, I've done that for a lot of airmen on the base. Um, even so our, our squadron at my last duty station, Travis, they actually did something that was kind of cool because that base is just decent size. Uh, yeah, but. Right. But from where where the C seventeen squadron is to where the dorms are, they're complete opposite sides of the base, right? So um, that's a long hike. So the squadron had bicycles for the kids in the dorms that didn't have a vehicle, so they could just borrow those and check them out from the squadron. They borrow them for their time, whatever, um, and nice. they bike back that's and forth. Cool. Yeah, but we would, but you know, whenever there was terrible weather or something like that, you know, rain comes through or something like that, you know, we just. Like, hey man, throw your bike in the back of the truck. Let's go take you home. You know, yeah. so yeah, and it's, so but yes, yeah, so you can have you can bike, you can walk, you can drive a car. If you have a motorcycle, right, you're allowed to ride motorcycles. A couple things I would like to touch on while we're talking about transportation around the base. Sure. If if you are driving on the base, make sure that your stuff is up to date at all times. Right? Have current insurance. Have current registration. I'm telling you right now. Do not get caught without either one of those things. You will lose your driving privileges. And most of the time it's for like a year. Um, it's not what you want. So you can't be yeah. driving uninsured and unregistered vehicles on base. Uh, for the motorcycle, same thing. But also, because uh, I saw this recently, like, hey, can I have a motorcycle? And absolutely you can. You got to attend the motorcycle safety courses and a couple of theirs. I know each base is a little bit different depending on what you ride. Uh, when I got to Travis, 
So it's an air mobility command base. I had to take a AMC sport bike course, right? Air mobility command sport bike course, a, spe a specific one, even though I'd already taken the motorcycle safety course, I had to take this course as well uh, because I had a sport bike and uh, you know, and then I took some multiple different ones, but the cool part about all this stuff is completely free. It's paid for it's put on at the base during your normal duty day, Monday through Friday. And it's usually a one, two day thing, whatever. And you go out there, you're just riding all day. And it's, it's how cool, cool is that? It's pretty dope. Yep. That, and as you said, taken care of, all paid for, right? All yep. free. All free. Yeah, free. It's for me, man. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but other than that, um, I'll tell you what, security forces, they are on base and they are there to do their job, right? So I want to say I did, I think I, I got busted with a no seatbelt, mm -hmm. you know, back when I was an airman. I got no seatbelt. They, they will they will pull you over for no seatbelt, for speeding, for rolling a stop sign. You will get pulled over for not obeying the traffic laws. And then it ends up going to your first sergeant. Yes, All right, so, so it's not like it's just going to go away. Um and you get enough of those racked up. I mean, things are not going to go well for you. So yeah. I think it was the first one. I didn't think I realized that it was going to go to the first sergeant or anything. I was like, here you go. He gave it to me. I was like, really? I, I was figuring I had to go pay a fine. Truthfully, I did. I thought I had to go pay a fine. <laughs> and they're like, no. But then I got a, then I got a call and my fine was to go down and talk to the first shirt, first sergeant yeah. about it. And was like, all right, don't, don't, come on. Don't let this happen again. And you know, that's all. No, all right, no problem. No problem. Well, I was just running down to the shop at. They don't care. <laughs> I was just going but I, I was just going to the shop at real quick. Yeah, we'll put your seatbelt on, dum dum. <laughs> <laughs> that was because I got. I've gotten two tickets in my in my time for uh, rolling through. I, I didn't roll through a stop sign, but they 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 said I didn't fully stop at the stop sign. I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, debatable. <laughs> deba no, no, it's fine. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, but that first one though, they're like, "Hey, you got to take this to your first shirt," and I was like. Like, okay and you know so like so it is cool that you don't have to pay a fine but that is the the thing you got to take that to your first shirt and then your first shirt's like yo what, what's wrong with you man why <laughs> you <laughs> like and uh, this was this was a little different back then but he's like you don't know how to stop what's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> you know, um you know so a little, you get you get a little bit of a of a chewing out you know nothing crazy but uh the big thing is just making sure you don't make a habit of that because if you rack up enough points you lose your driving privileges was, on the base yes and now you are hoping someone comes and picks you up while you're walking to work yeah that's it or one of your buddies wants to give you a ride how did that <laughs> <laughs> talking about the uh the lingo remember I, you know i as i said i wasn't really i didn't go ahead and pay attention to the lingo of the military or in the air force or anything like that and i'll tell you but the first time i heard a first shirt i was like I don't even, what are you talking about <laughs> first shirt take that for, for what's a first shirt what are you talking <laughs> whispering oh first what's a first shirt <laughs> what does that mean the first sergeant <laughs> Why is he called the first shirt? It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it either. Get but this. I don't get it. The first time I heard that, I was so confused. What are you talking about? Yep. Take it, put it in my take to my do I don't have a first shirt. I have I just have shirts. <laughs> and I was just confused, dude. And was, but it, then you it, it, it was it was pretty funny. Like you're like, what? are you talking about like i went through basic training yeah. i'm pretty sure it was the first sergeant like what are you talking about <laughs> yep yeah. yeah take it to the shirt who but but <laughs> take it to the shirt 
Good. That's like uh, the Godfather. You take it to the mattresses. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, so a first sergeant, uh, they they will also be called the shirt or the first shirt, uh, just for individuals. Um, when you're talking about the jobs, you know, yeah, it's like you're um, just regularly, you know, doing what your duties throughout the day. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. And we touched base on this um, in other episodes here and there, but uh, Bobo274 did ask about the steady hours or how many hours they'll be working you know throughout a week so we went ahead (laughs) i wanted to address his or hers um question and i mean we the work hours all depend on what your job is what the job you're doing so right. of course security forces you could be on a 12-hour shift you could be working a 12 to 14 hour shift or the panamas yeah. um but a lot of times i mean you're coming in and you're doing your steady work hours you're going to know what your work hours are literally you know not much are they going to should they flip-flop on you like you know uh, uh, i'm gonna work days this week nights this week days i mean they try to keep it pretty consistent yeah. you know so you can Right. They, there are a lot of jobs in the Air Force that are shift work, first of all, right? So you could work day swings, mids. Um, flight line is, is pretty well known for that, right? You're either going to work day swings or mids for the most part. Um, yeah. Now, to my understanding, at least most security forces places have gone to more of a, a typical eight-hour place or schedule. Could be wrong on this. I, I think a lot of that depends on which base you're at. Uh, same with um, with some of the aircraft maintenance stuff. Some bases, you know, if you're on fighter bases, they they tend to do a little bit more 12s than they do. Um, actually, I don't know if I'd say they do more 12s than they do 8s, but they do more 12s than other aircraft do 12s. Um, right. So your work hours can vary, but yes, you, you're 100% right. They they don't tend to flip-flop you. It's not like one week you're going to be on days and next week you're going to be on mids and then back to days and then swings and then, you know, back to mids right. or something, you know, like, yeah, you're not going all over the place. It's like very that. ineffective. Yeah, yeah. That's not good. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, it, I've worked so many different kinds of schedules um, over the years where we did, you know, Panama's, we just did normal eights Monday through Friday, you know, you just did normal eight hour shifts. And then we've done like four tens, four ten. Yeah, I was gonna go on the four. T- I like four tens. The four, four tens is a good shift. Four tens is great because you three day weekend every single weekend. And yeah. there's, a, there's a two hour overlap uh, with each shift. So you always get out at 10 hours, right? It never bled over because right. we, al- we always got out right at 10 hours. Um, but yeah, four tens is, is golden. I always like that one. Uh, but the point is that they, they, it really it heavily varies based on, um, you know, what your job is, where you're stationed at, what their mission is. However, majority of the fields that we have are your typical I'd say eight to nine hour day. If you factor in lunch breaks and, and what have you about, you know, nine hour days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and you just go home, like you go to work, do about nine hours and then go home, you know, and, and you, and, home, and, and the night is yours. The night is yours. You want to take classes. You want to go out with your friends. Mm-hmm. You want to go see a movie. You want to go to the bar, whatever you want to do, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's for you. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm going to give a shout out to my, to my peeps in finance though. All right. I'm going to give a shout out to my piece of finance. I worked in a wing staff agency when I was with broadcasting and that was, uh, you know, that was public affairs. That was finance. That was safety. Um, and we, you know, they were getting a bit, that was command post. They worked a lot of hours too. Something, you know, command post. Yeah. But 
um, listen, finance gets a bad rap because I know my, my my peeps were back there, <laughs> even though the, the even though it shuts down at three. They're still back there until probably till six six thirty at night, taking care of business and making sure things are happening. They are there, and we'd be leaving so at the same times, and they'd be wrapping up. And um, I'll tell you what, a lot of people think they're nine to three. They're working six hour days half the time, and they take an hour lunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, they're back there just because that. Um, <laughs> just because the what's the, the rollers closed in the front at the customer service area are closed. I'll tell you, they're jobbing, man. So after, good, good to you, finance. <laughs> All right. And you know what? Sandy, keep getting me paid too. I like my paycheck. All right. So they, they uh, do get a, they do get a pretty bad rap. I, I went through recruiting school with a, with a finance person, you know, and it's like, I was like, okay. I was like, I, he told us a little bit about some of that stuff, but uh, so are they in the back with those, you know, the, uh, the green visor, you know what I mean? And like, and there's a, the, 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 the paper is going <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she got the cigar. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna make it this quarter. <laughs> oh, it's mayhem. There's paper everywhere by the end of the shift. <laughs> you know what? I can't say I know for sure because they wouldn't let me in past past a certain time. <laughs> but yeah, I can envision it being that way. That's good. <laughs> that would be it. That would be awesome. But I guess to, to sort of just, I don't know, just put a button on that whole thing is it, it does. It varies. You're going to, you're going to work. I mean, you're going to work. It is what it is, but you know, and, and whatever your hours end up being, whatever shift you end up being on, uh, just understand that like, you know, there's all these horror stories out there like, Oh, you're going to work 16 plus hours a day. Every, you know, first of all, no, that can't happen, but um, <laughs> it's just, you're, you're going to work and most of the time it's going to be normal. There will be times where, there are extremes. There's been days that I've worked 14, 16 hour days um, on the flight line because there just there was no way around it. Uh, but those are very few and far between. I can count like maybe three different situations. That's it. You know. Um, so for the most part, your life is going to be pretty steady. You can just go ahead and figure probably regular nine hour days, whatever shift you're going to be on. And they really do try to accommodate for people that have families, right? Especially if you have kids in school and all that kind of stuff. They really do try their best to accommodate for that. If you're taking classes, um, they I know at least in our area, right, we try to take care of those people that were taking classes. Like if so, if they were doing night classes at a school, right, we tried to let them work day shift or if it was vice versa, they were doing day classes, we'd, you know, put them on a night mm-hmm. shift or whatever. Uh, so they really do try to work yeah. with you. Your off time is your off time, man. When you're done with work, go home, do whatever you got to do. Like Tim was saying, you know, take classes, go to the gym, get jacked. Just don't take your SARMs. You know what I mean? Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that you can do, man. Like that it's your time is your own. So um, yeah. I guess that whatever your imagination, you know, is, is wanting to do, go for it. Just don't do anything illegal, you know, and you're fine. You know, just stay away from that stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, um, it's a huge, it's, 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 I don't know. We talk about it all the time, but I'm just saying to when you're on the getting in trouble, man, I'll tell you what, drinking and driving still occurs and people still get in trouble for the drinking and driving all the time. 
And we have so many briefings. Your supervisor will talk to you all the time. And still the decision gets made to drink and drive. That's probably one of the biggest things that's going to get you out, out the door the quickest. Yeah. So, so if you're out, and as I was saying earlier, if you want to go to a bar, go to something, go, go relax, go hang out or something like that, please, you got to make sure you're, if, you know, cat, taxi cab, Uber, Lyft, have a friend come pick you up. It will e- even come down to the part where even your first shirt would pick you up. If you were a little bit too much and needed a ride home, you felt a little yep. stranded. Yep. Um, so, yeah, listen, there are so many resources for you to not have to get in that vehicle and drive home. All right. Exactly. Yep. Please don't, don't let that be the thing that makes you that gets you kicked out out of the air force if everything you just tried and just have overcome to get through you know what i mean exactly i mean we've talked about it right i mean we we work hard but we also you Mm -hmm. know but we can we play hard just play responsibly is really yeah that comes down to you and you'll hear about it all the time and yeah and it is sad the you know unfortunately like just yeah just don't be dumb man like don't drink and drive and because i mean you're on a base or you're coming back to the base I mean, there's, we have cops everywhere. The cops are at the gate. Like they, they know when somebody has been drinking, like it's not that hard to tell. So it's like, just don't be dumb. Like just be smart, protect your career, you know, work hard, play hard, play responsibly. Exactly. Exactly. Um, one of the things that, all right, with responsibility. All right. So go rockstar four, nine X the question wanted to know, Listen, he's heard that once they're on base and stuff like that, they can't do certain things like skydiving and, you know, things like that or snowboarding and things. And that they heard that the stuff like that is off limits. Um, all right. It is a high risk. Those are high risk things, mm-hmm. right? So you can do those things. I've been skydiving, love skydiving. I've been skydiving a few times. I'm not big on the snowboarding thing. I think Brad's more the snowboarder. Um, I did or if anything. Did skiing. Okay. Yeah. Did some slide or something of that nature slalom <laughs> i was barely i was barely able to stand up on one ski or i mean two skis i let alone one ski like i would die like yeah i'm not a great skier so no so <laughs> with that you can it's a high risk activity though so you're gonna have to talk to your safety individual all right so your your section's gonna have a safety rep you're gonna talk to the safety rep they're gonna give you a briefing and then you will sign a form all right, you're going to sign a high risk activities form, but that's you, you know, understanding the responsibilities about the, the the fun you're about to go have. That the fun could come at it, maybe a cost or an injury or even worse. Okay, but you can do these things. You're not limited. Your hands are not tied. You are not, you know, are not grounded. Get in the air and fly. Exactly. I think most of it's just more or less about understanding, um, you know, the how to do like that. You know what you're doing and that you at least are aware of, you know, the proper PPE that you're supposed to be wearing, right? The personal mm-hmm. protective equipment, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, this is more or less trying to mitigate serious injuries so that you can keep doing what you got to do. What right you're here. doing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So those things are still available to you. Mm-hmm. All right. You're not going to be, it's not something that you cannot uh, do anymore. Yes. Exactly. Like I said, it's pretty, it's pretty normal life, you know, outside of, you know, maybe so there where it gets different, right. Is uh, your TDYs and your deployments. Right. And we've talked about those. So we get a lot of questions, but like, okay. So first of all, there's, there's a lot of, I think people out there just have this uh, misnomer that active duty is always gone somewhere, right? That we're all, that we're just never in one place or that, mm-hmm. 
we just deploy like crazy. Right? We're just always gone. Uh, but that's just really not the case. Our ops tempo is not crazy. Right. Right. Yeah. The ops tempo is. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's it's really not crazy. I mean, like I, I I've told this so many times. Like I, I've been deployed five times in seventeen years, and I was beating down the door most of the time to take deployments. Right, like mm-hmm. I was on the verge of a sixth one, but they didn't want to take me because I hadn't had enough dwell time. Right, basically I wasn't on home station long enough. Right? enough. So, yeah, yeah. So you know, even though I was volunteering like crazy, I only went on five, and the dwell time is typically a minimum of one year. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were the UDM guy. You remember, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's also, yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. I mean, because obviously, so you worked as a unit deployment manager. So no better person to really speak to it as to what uh, deployment tempos are, what all that kind of stuff comes down to. Tell, tell us about it. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been a bit. It's been a bit since I held that position. But I mean, yeah, everybody was on a rotation. All right. So you were on a rotation. And if it was your turn to go during this period, this during this time frame, that's when you were going to be taking off and going on this deployment and you were going to be filling that tasker. All right. And now say you go ahead, you're gone from April, you come home October. Um, man, I didn't say a year. I want to say it was a year and a half. They were dependent that they were not going to be put back into another rotation again. So, well, all right. So now that could have been your rotation. I'm just saying, I think the I think the minimum amount of time you're supposed to be on station is a year. I think uh, after you to, come back yeah. for your dwell time to be ready for you to, that you can step out the door again. Right. Yeah. But I, don't um, think that I would say, happen. and that, that uh, is, that could not always be the case as well. You know, as you said, if there's someone that can't fill it and there's someone that wants to, and they just got back, I mean, they can go right back out the door again if they want to, but it's on that, but it's that person's, you know, the um, preference of wanting to do it. Well, you it has know? to also be waived as well mm-hmm. yeah and then also being it's not like okay ba- pack your bags you're going again all right um so your i mean the, as you said the more of the tdy's is where you're going and moving around a lot and that's where you're moving around and going so but i'll tell you what if you don't want to go oh the dogs are happy about tdy's today if that's if that's not where you want to there's i'll tell you what there's other people that are always looking to step in and go ahead and take and 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 you know utilize that your spot if you feel like maybe you've been gone one or two many times and you want to take this one off, yeah. that could happen. That you know that that can happen and they're going to step in. But with the uh, deployments, it all depends on the tempo of the of the group that you're in. All right, and what do you have coming down? Now there could be a time period where there's no taskings or there's nothing where there's a regular rotation going to. And now you're not going to be, you're, you're so, they're not going to call on you and you're not going to be deploying. Right. And, you know, also to throw it out there, there's, um, you know, understand that every, so every base is tasked differently, right? And then every squadron is going to be tasked differently. Every unit is tasked a little bit differently. So um, I'll throw it out there. You know, I went to Barksdale's my first duty station, right? Um, there was three bomb squadrons on the base with three aircraft maintenance units that uh, supported each one. Well, two of those were real world uh, deploying squadrons, right? The The one that I went to was not. It was a training squadron for pilots. So we never got a chance mm-hmm. to deploy. Like, we would have to volunteer to go with one of the other squadrons and somebody had to not want to go for us to be able to go with them. Um, 
So I only ever got to go on one from there. Uh, we got to go on a couple TDYs, but then when I went to Germany, uh, Germany with the A-10s, we had a decent steady rotation, right? That fell between us and like a couple of other A-10 bases, you know, and mm -hmm. we got to go to Afghanistan twice uh, through that rotation. And then I went to Travis and Travis had all on its own. We had, uh, um, we had a spot in Kuwait that we had to go, right? So it was constantly 100% manned by Travis Air Force Base by the C-17 squadron. And right. they were, we were rotating people out of there on the regular. Uh, but even then we still, we had, we, we were built for that. And we had enough people that we only went, I mean, I went twice in five years, you know, so it's, it's not like it's all the time, but every place is different. So understand that your ops tempo, while it may not end up being crazy, right. You probably, you're not going to be gone all the time, most certainly. Uh, mm -hmm. But every place is a little bit different. There might be some bases that you go to and you don't deploy for four years maybe five uh, however long you're there and then there's other places that you might deploy two or three times in that same amount of time it just depends yeah and i think overall there's a lot of uh there's a lot of things like within you know just watching tv and watching movies yeah. where people get the ideas of how things work and also intermingling the way the air force army navy and all of them um how their how their tempos are and it just seems like every every movie we're always gone we're always in the middle of something running around getting <laughs> shot at or something like that and i think yeah. that's the perception that most people have and um it's 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 just it's just not that way all the time all right it's not that way most of the time all right you know you are going to be home and you'll be with the family um so yeah if, uh, in, if anything i was always itching to go on the tdys man and, and the deployments really but tdys are where like so i always had fun on deployments i'm not slighting deployments but tdys are where you have fun you know because like you're often yeah. a normal you're often a normal place more or less you know and just doing your thing and you get to go out on and just explore the place and have fun have a good time when you're not yeah. working I don't know how many times though that um I've been home and it's been a little bit of a while and I don't know uh, Andrew would be like is it time for you to go somewhere already <laughs> is it time for you to leave and do something and go somewhere I've heard that many times like <laughs> no nope you got me babe <laughs> sorry <laughs> but uh <laughs> why are you still here. <laughs> Why are you? Why are you here? Get or go do what you're supposed to do or something. Oh man, that's funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I don't know, man. I think that um, I think were there any other questions about deployments that you that you had or you could think of? Because I think we did pretty well. I think talking to everybody and letting them know some good information. I uh, I got nothing left on really on on deployments per se. Like I mean. Uh, I didn't really want to spend a whole lot of time on deployments. I just know it comes up as far as like what the ops tip was like, how often are you gone from home? You know, all those kinds of things. And uh, I think really in a nutshell, what I was trying to lay out there is that you will travel, you will do things mm -hmm. for your job as far as deploy and TDY, but largely you're going to be at home. You're going to be on a steady work schedule and you will be able to, you know, have a normal family life, especially if you're coming in with a family or if you just, are a single person in dorms you just want to have a normal kind of life where you can go hang out with you know people on the weekends or on your off days you know, like all that's available to you and you're going to be able to do that more often than not by far mm -hmm. yes yeah, so. indeed listen please if you find any value in what we have for you, you know, there's answers or there's uh questions that are still not being answered that you'd like the answers to and you want it straight from the tap find us 
find us and look for us and get the questions into us. We are out there and we are here for you, Corner Crew. I just wanted to let them know that, Brad. Sorry. Oh, no, you're <laughs> they, good. They, I... they need to know that we are here for them. <laughs> if they don't know this already, come on, people. Oh, no, I, I think uh, I think it's starting to happen. I mean, because I, I do get a lot of questions that come into me, um, you know, on the on the Facebooks and, you know, the Reddit pages and some of the other things that we are tracking and following the, the platforms that we are engaging in trying to get people the right information. <laughs> so the questions do come in and and hopefully you know, we're answering it all. I mean, we can only sometimes fit so much into these things without making them crazy long. And, uh, you know, obviously we said it many times in other episodes, right? This isn't the know-it-all corner. Like we just do the best we can. <laughs> They're not always all inclusive, uh, you know, but we try to get back to them and, and answer some of the stuff that we missed or, or whatever. So, but yeah, absolutely. If you have questions, hit us up, Facebook, Instagrams, wherever you find us and uh, join the recruiters corner facebook group and we'll see you there and we'll also see you around the corner on episode 10 all right and that's a wrap for season two episode nine here on the recruiters corner Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. Once again, Corner Crew. Listen, I wanted to let you know earlier on, there was an episode we did about base facilities, and that might touch base on a lot of stuff that you have questions about too. Go check it out. And please check out Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Find us wherever you can. Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, wherever we're at. But please, when you go to Facebook, check out our Facebook group, The Recruiter's Corner. It's out there. We are ready to go ahead, and that is where you are going to be part of the crew. Get with us. Invite, accept. We'll do it all. Take care, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>